So I think men need to acknowledge that it's okay for them to look good. It's mm-hmm. okay to take care of your appearance. It doesn't mean that you have to be in a tux all the time. It doesn't even mean that you need to spend a lot of money or whatever. But you have to acknowledge that taking care of yourself is also attractive. You yeah. know, like and cleanliness should not be feminine. What, like, what? This is Nicole Perkins. She co-hosted a podcast called Thirst Aid Kit about what makes guys attractive. So I'm going to trust her here. I'll be honest, I've always resisted this kind of stuff. And by stuff, I mean all of it. Clothes, scents, whatever. When it came to taking care of myself, I did the bare minimum. I sort of thought that that's what made you a guy. A little smelly, hairy, rough, and tough. That's all part of being a man, right? What do you mean I can't wear the same pair of jeans every day for two weeks? And then I met my wife. When we started dating, the very first gift she ever gave me, and I swear to God I'm not making this up, was a beard grooming kit. She spent a lot of money on it, and I took the hint. I mean, it wasn't very subtle. That started to teach me something it takes a lot of other guys way too long to figure out, that in a real way, we have the attractiveness game totally backwards. I'm Eamon Ismail, and you're listening to Man Up. On this show every week, we tell honest stories about our lives and investigate where we get our ideas about what it means to be a man. With Nicole, the very first thing you need to know is that she gets some of her ideas about what makes a guy hot from, well, I'll let her explain. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So... Romance novels are a pretty big part of your life. Yes. Is that right to say? Yeah. Yes. Um, so, especially with Thirst Aid Kit, I love yeah. the sections where you guys have like these. Uh, the drabbles, the fan fiction. The, oh, yeah. I love those. <laughs> After the movie premiere, John had an attitude with me. It seems I'd given too much attention to Keanu, and no amount of explanation could soothe his fragile ego. Yeah, it almost feels like that's a good way for me to learn. Yes. what matters and like what women are actually paying attention to. Yeah. So I actually wrote an Amazon Kindle single um, yes. called Romance Novels. <laughs> Romance Novels Ruined Me. <laughs> and I talk about how reading romance novels from a very young age, around nine or 10, mm-hmm. kind of gave me a warped sense of what relationships would be. And I had to once I got into adulthood, I had to work through that and unlearn some things. Oh, that's interesting. But the thing about romance novels, most of them are written by women for women. Mm-hmm. And they are very much a roadmap of what women want. And men, in turn, don't read them and belittle them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, here are very clear instructions about what we want. And men are like, you don't know what you want. But... The drabbles weren't necessarily just, um, here's a sexual fantasy about this celebrity. Mm -hmm. They were just like, 
um, like we interviewed Chris Evans and the Drabble was about him supporting me on my journey. Um, I was going on a book on tour. book tour, yep. <laughs> no sex at all, right? Just about someone who listened to me, paid attention to me, and wanted to support me in yeah. my endeavors. Yeah. Right? It got a little sexy at the end. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Between his chuckles and return kisses, he reminds me we have to get ready to go. Make me late, I say, reaching a hand down between us. Make me late. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Double entendre yes, for people who, yeah. are, who are a little slow to that. Um, so as a man, when I listen to it, I'm thinking, oh, is, is, does my beard look good? <laughs> and I spent, after listening to that episode, so much time just looking in the mirror being like, okay, well, is it long? <laughs> is it short? Is it combed? I don't know. Um so well, can you tell me about desirability? What does that mean to you? So it's not a matter of of making drastic changes to your appearance. We don't want you to feel like you have mm-hmm. to like totally be uncomfortable with that. It's just recognizing that men do things to look good just like women do. Mm-hmm. And I think if men acknowledge that more, they wouldn't have so many... Um, I don't know, prescriptions about the way women should look as well, mm. you know, a little bit. That's um, interesting. It's like they're projecting what they can't talk about of themselves onto women a yeah. little bit. Sometimes, sometimes, not always. Is that coming from a place of experience? Well, um... Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. what we see in pop culture often is the kind of quote-unquote schlubby guy, right? right. In, in, in sitcoms, the schlubby guy who is, you know, he's got the dad bod or whatever, yeah. or, he, you know, he doesn't work out. He doesn't really take care of himself beyond the basics, but his wife is beautiful. Mm. You know, she's very thin and most of the time blonde. And, like, um, loves him for who he is on yes, the inside. Yes, exactly, yeah. and he can get away with just being funny, mm-hmm. you know, or being the, the provider and caretaker or whatever. But the woman has to be, you know, even if she stays at home, she is always very well dressed mm-hmm. and, you know, she has to look a certain way. Wakes up on makeup thing. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know what you're talking about. I had a sister and whenever she would spend more than five minutes in the bathroom, I'm like, oh, hurry up, get out of there. <laughs> and, and it always felt like if I were to take more than five minutes in the shower myself, I was acting like my sister would. Like that wasn't mm-hmm. a very manly thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um it it also kind of came out like in the playground or in school, especially at like really young ages. Mm-hmm. Someone who took care of themselves was seen as feminine. Mm-hmm. You know, if you weren't, if you just did anything beyond wearing cool shoes, you were seen as like feminine. Yeah, and it's interesting what the line, where the line is, because with tennis shoes, you have men who are like you know, men and women who are sneakerheads and they take very careful, um, you know, they pay very careful attention to their shoes. Yeah, they have a toothbrush. And then they're just like, they're not as fastidious with the rest of their hygiene. Like, why can't you extend that just to like making sure your balls don't stink? You know, like, why do you want, why do you expect whoever your romantic partner to be to put up with smelliness and Mm -hmm. just uncleanliness and, trashiness like why do you want us to trashiness yeah like you know i have that's really putting it in perspective (laughs) (laughs) i have um clutter you know i'm Mm -hmm. not necessarily a very neat person i have a lot of books and whatever so i get that but when you're just like gonna toss your used pizza box on the floor Mm -hmm. or whatever because 
that's just what guys do you <laughs> I'll know pick it up later yeah <laughs> you have your beer cans you know just like yeah. the stereotypical whatever um that's not appealing because then it's like you expect do you expect me as the woman when i come over to help you clean up it's actually a bit of a turnoff and mm-hmm. it is um it feels antiquated so i got married last year mm-hmm. and since then um i've been thinking about how important it is for my wife to see me as a man mm. and the way that she sees me and like how important that is for me. Mm. So it almost feels like I need to put in a lot of extra effort. And since then I've been like buying all this like different flavored coconut butters. <laughs> I've, I've got like beard oil, mm-hmm. pomade, mm-hmm. like all, all this extra stuff that I would have never had mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And now that I've done that, I've become more hedged on her viewing my masculinity as mm. like masculine mm. and i'm starting to wonder if that's like healthy or unhealthy um i mean do you, know what, do you know what i'm trying to say is that making I, sense i feel like yeah that. <laughs> a little bit i feel like this is what happens when a lot of uh, men get married to women mm-hmm. and they realize oh i'm a reflection of my wife and if i keep going out looking like i don't care then it makes it seemed like she doesn't care either. Mm-hmm. Um, and we often see that with like, once men get married, they have kind of like a glow up because now they have somebody in-house taking care of them in a particular way. Mm-hmm. And they also want to take care of themselves to reflect, you know, what's going on in their home. Yeah. Um, so I don't... She also makes comments that like kind of stab me in the heart oh. a little bit. <laughs> like, for example, uh, I'll go in for a kiss and she'll be like, um, you just had coffee. And I'll be like, uh, All right, one minute, and I'll just like run, brush, yeah. and come back, or yeah. like rinse. Yeah. Uh, she'll also like throw out my sneakers that are like a little bit too yeah. worn. Yeah. It, it kind of hurts my feelings a little bit, mm. but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should act better. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you should feel bad about yourself. I don't, the whole part of like looking at um, how you present yourself should be more about being how you feel more comfortable and how you want people to perceive you as far as how it's going to benefit you and benefit Mm -hmm. your wife and benefit your home and things like that. I don't think it should be about, I just don't want anybody talking bad about me, but it should also just be like, I want people to take me seriously. Um, You know, like so often on Twitter, we'll see these conversations come up about hygiene. Well, some men will say something ridiculous like, I don't want anybody touching my feet. My feet are, you know, like l- having rough feet is a sign of masculinity. I'm like, mm. no, it's just a sign of a lack of care. Like, <laughs> just because you wash regularly or just because you actually wipe your ass, it doesn't mean <laughs> that you are turning into a woman, you yeah. know? <laughs> Wanting to be better for your partner um, and that you make your each other better. It's mm-hmm. not just I'm... I'm hoping it's not one-sided where she says something and you like rush to be um, to make it better. Yeah. But I guess I I would caution you in trying to avoid perfection because obviously that doesn't exist and you are clearly as perfect as you're going to be, or she would not have married you. Mm-hmm. You know, like you are what she needed you to be at that time, and you can improve or make yourself. Uh, feel better but i don't you shouldn't change who you are completely because then you're not the person that she's married that she married anymore that's that's what i needed to hear i don't want you to feel bad about yourself though (laughs) i think i think that's a personal problem it's not it's a consequence of learning to do all this so late 
I think that's I think that's the issue. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm almost thirty. Yeah. I should have learned to take care of myself <laughs> well, way <laughs> before now. You know? We are not expecting perfection. We're not we as in women, uh, <laughs> women who date men are not expecting perfection. We're not expecting complete and utter sacrifice, mm. and we're not expecting to turn you into someone completely different. But we are expecting adaptation. We are um, growth, growth, and I don't know progress in in the way that you treat us. That you know, our relationship is kind of a constantly mm-hmm. growing thing. Um, and if you just learn to pay attention to the details, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Nicole, I started to wonder how much I had really changed since owning only two pairs of pants. And there's only really one person who could tell me for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. First, let's talk about what I was like when we first met a few years ago. Oh, buddy. Uh, uh, what were your first impressions of me? This is Mita, my wife. I mean, you were definitely going for, like, the guy who didn't care. Like, I think you were going for, like, I think it was influenced by, like, that man's man type of mentality. Mm-hmm. You definitely weren't, like, trimming your beard or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And Don't get me wrong. Like, I like beards a lot. Mm-hmm. But you would just kind of let it, like, overgrow. And then I remember your thing was <laughs> you would let it overgrow and, like, your head hair, your face hair, everything. And then you would just shave it all off. <laughs> and then you would start all over. And that was your routine. And I was just like, what? So there were a few boundaries that kept me from really exploring my sense of style, right? And Mm. my my look. The biggest boundary was, I think, a fear of coming off feminine. Like, I didn't want to... I didn't want others thinking that I spent all day in front of the mirror. I wanted to feel aggressive. <laughs> like, And one of the things about being aggressive is you don't care about how people are, are perceiving you. So even though I did care about how people thought of me, I wanted my image to at least be that I didn't care what you mm-hmm. thought of me <laughs> Yeah, in a way. And I think that that attitude is at the core <laughs> of what kept me from doing so much when I was a kid, including trying on colognes or uh, spending money that I earned from work on outfits or or whatever, you know? 
and I and I'm really angry admitting that out loud and saying it and actualizing it because now that I'm saying it it sounds so corny and a very crappy uh, self-infliction that's unnecessary. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, what really struck me was that you, um, in trying to like appear like you didn't care what people thought, you purposely <laughs> put on this image of somebody that you thought would like what you thought you would look like if you didn't care what people thought. But in reality, you were literally doing that because you cared what people thought. Yeah. Yeah. So wild. Yeah. And I felt like, I, I, like I kind of felt it because like I was, I was just so taken aback by how like abruptly you were like, no, I don't like, ew. Like you were just like (laughs) kind of like disgusted by the idea of, like smelling good and I was so like taken aback um and I felt like there was definitely something more there uh mm-hmm. you all also like made comments before about the whole like not having a mirror thing and how like you you never looked in mirrors because you didn't care so I felt like it was definitely something that you were trying to put out there because yeah. if you really didn't care you wouldn't think about it at all. Like you wouldn't have said anything to me and your response probably would have been like, oh, you know, like it would have been Mm -hmm. different. It wouldn't have been like, you had a very strong stance, right? Yeah, I I definitely (laughs) cared. cared. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So weird because these are the things that I haven't really thought about since like wearing old and trying to smell nice and trying to look nice. Mm. So now that I'm looking back at it, I'm almost disappointed in myself and how dismissive I was of these basic things that really uh, I've, I was only holding keeping away from myself like because I cared so much about appearing like I didn't care and I was worried at first not gonna lie <laughs> I was worried you know because mm-hmm. like it's really important to me mm-hmm. and then I think over time and like what I'm seeing in you is that it's becoming so much more than that. And it's like really about like taking care of yourself, like enjoying it. And when you came to me and you were like, yo, Mira, like, do you have anything for the bags under my eyes? I was like, what? I didn't even know like you like the fact that you like noticed it in yourself like I didn't even know that there was anything that you wanted to change because you like always had like that you know attitude of Mm -hmm. like you know I don't give a shit (laughs) (laughs) true and so you coming to me about that was like okay like you're starting to want to do things for yourself Mm -hmm. which I feel like you keep repeating you want to do it for me but I think you're talking about like boundaries and obstacles that you're preventing yourself from like that's the next step like just like doing what you like what feels good to you you know like Mm -hmm. and doing it for yourself oh man that's the next frontier so has how you see me changed since all this honestly like my image of you as a man is only changed by knowing that you are capable and willing to move past certain things that you thought that 
you weren't about or you were opposed to, mm. right? Because I felt like you were really defensive the first like few times and just really not interested at all. And the fact that you're actually like picking up new habits and like trying to learn more and like and challenging yourself in that way, mm-hmm. that's what affects my image of you, mm-hmm. not like you know your haircut or whatever. What Mita said here was seriously surprising. I'd never considered how, by working on how I look, I'd get her to see me as more of a man, not less. It was really brutal listening to her earlier impressions of me, but this is the first time I'm realizing that what she's appreciated is not just what I've changed, but that I've been willing to. Talking to Nicole, it was sort of hilarious to hear how backwards men often get it. It's not just about making yourself softer to touch or more put together for women or men or whoever you're into. It's about showing you're strong enough to take care of yourself, despite whatever you've been taught or internalized. And overcoming that challenge? Hey, Mita found that sexy. Here at Man Up, we love getting emails and voicemails, and we'd love to hear from you too. Got thoughts about this week's episode, or maybe you got an idea for what to talk about next? Leave a message at 805-626-8707. That's 805-MAN-UP-07. Or email us at manup at slate.com. If you liked this episode, please consider supporting the kid and leave a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Not only do we appreciate it, but it helps other people find the show too. Man Up is hosted and written by me, Eamon Ismail. Our producers are Danielle Hewitt and Cameron Drews. Our executive producers are Jeffrey Bloomer and Loan Lu. Gabriel Roth is the editorial director of Slate Podcasts. June Thomas is the senior managing producer, and TJ Raphael is the senior producer of Slate Podcasts. We'll be back next week with more Man Up. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.